What's good, sports fans? Christian Pedersen here in the SD Prep Insider Studios, enjoying another beautiful Southern California summer day as we count down to the start of training camp. Joining me on the other end of the Blast Radius Coffee Hotline is a defensive beast from the Del Norte Nighthawks. We have none other than Jake Hedzicki. Jake, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Um, is there a nickname that you have uh, other than just defensive beast? Because I feel like anybody that gets over 10 tackles a game deserves some sort of like the Terminator or the Destroyer. It's like some sort of nickname like that. Or is it just Jake Hedzicki? Uh, it's just Jake, but one game last year, my coach called me an angry white kid playing football. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. Please put some context to that conversation. Like, when in the game did that happen? Uh, uh, provide us a little bit, a little bit more details about that st- about that story. Uh, it was a Saturday morning. We were watching film, and uh, we were in the uh, team room together, all watching film. And my coach was like, "Wow, you got a lot of tackles." Because you play football pretty angry for a white guy. And I was like, that's the first time I've had anyone ever say anything like that to me. I thought it was funny. So just to fill in the people, last year in nine games, you had 94 tackles. So that's 10 plus per game. What what gets crazy, though, is the 71 solo tackles. We don't get a chance to talk to a lot of defensive stars. I feel like the appreciation for football in general, it, it, but even more so on the younger side, it all goes, oh, it's, it's easy to talk to running backs and offense and offense and offense, but the defensive guys, they get kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit. So always like to get to chop it up with you uh, and, and other defensive guys like that. Um, last season, we always start there. You guys, uh, the Del Norte team in, in general wind up kind of surprising some people and you have a, a pretty productive first half of the season you have some dramatic over you have a dramatic overtime win against Westview you close out the season with some some big wins against Mount Carmel and Mount Miguel it felt like last year was a little bit of a coming out party for your class and the class or two beneath you that you kind of were making a statement that hey we're a program that's on the upward trend do I have that right yeah, my sophomore year on varsity, we went one and nine. And it's really tough because you're like out there, you're working just as hard as every other team, but you're coming up short every single game. And it's tough. And then I feel like my class, we kind of, our upper classes now, we had to play with the chip on our shoulders saying, hey, let's turn this thing around. Does a little bit of that chip on the shoulder come also from the league that you play in? I mean, with Poway and Rancher Bernardo and Vista, Westview, Mount Carmel, a lot of talent. And also a lot of the quote-unquote traditional teams, if you will. So people might just kind of initially just dismiss, oh, yeah, no, Poway's or, or RB is going to win that league. And we don't really care about anybody else. So do you and Vista and some of those other schools kind of also feel like you have that second chip on your shoulder? Yeah, I don't know. It's tough going to a school like Del Norte because we're a very strong school academically and sports are like kind of second nature to our school. And playing in a league as tough as Palomar, where you have Poway, RB, Vista, who always, like, one state, one CIF, always top contenders. And, like, kind of hard being the little brother in the league all the time. So I feel like we had to change that. So you play with some anger, some fire, a chip on your shoulder. Where does all that motivation for you come from? Where What drives that? Uh, just the ultimate goal of being able to play football at the next level. 
I mean, it, everybody is grinding for that, but you have to feel pretty validated after having a season like you do last year and and having a little bit of a, of a coming out party. We'll talk about next year or this coming season. It's not even next year anymore. Um, but let's break away from football. Always like to take a little bit of time to get to know everybody and introduce kind of who you are off the field. I got to start with the maybe the most loaded question I can possibly, and that is, where is the best Mexican food in San Diego? Oh, that's, that's going to be tough. Didn't say uh, it was going to be easy. This one starts fights. Honestly, I'm going to have to go. I'm just like, I'm saying the name right. This place called it Yesenia's. And what do you get there? Uh, I get there carne asada fries, other steak and egg burrito. Okay. Okay. First answer of carne asada fries, and I got a, I got a lot of respect for that. I, I'm a big fry guy myself. Um, do you add salsa to it or, or just take it as is? Uh, I, I take everything as is. All right. If you could only listen to one musician for the rest of your life, who would it be? Oh, that's easy. I have to go with Drake on that one. All right. So my, my follow-up for anyone that answers Drake is up until the Raptors won this past season, there had been the Drake curse, and, and I don't know if you believe in that or not, but would you be down if Drake showed up this season rocking a Del Norte jersey, or would you be like, no, you're a little bit cursed. Uh, go wear someone else's. Oh, 100%. I let him come on that field. I let him play a snap for me. Oh, okay. You, you, you would let Drake uh, call the defense, uh, be your coordinator, take a, even take a snap for you. Okay. I like that. Oh, yeah. May, well, well, Drake, uh, I, I don't know how you would have stumbled upon this, but if you want to become a brand ambassador for Del Norte the same way that you are for the Raptors, it sounds like you are more than welcome there. Um, what is one video game or a couple of video games that you feel like you dominate at? Uh, Call of Duty Zombies. Oh, the zo- any specific edition of the Zombies? Uh, yeah, the original Call of Duty Black Ops. That one. The original one, that's probably the best by far. And what map? Because I, I played a ton of that one, so I, I'm right there with you. What map do you dominate the most at? Like, if, if you were teaming up with people, where do you think you last longest? Uh, probably the original one where it's like the broken down house, the theater and everything. Very nice. I know I've taken many, uh, a, a couple of hours long laps leading the the Zoms on, on that, begging for the uh, the ray gun to come, come back in, into... Uh, into the mystery box. What was your what was your favorite television show growing up? Uh, I, I want to say Drake and Josh, but I don't really looking back. There's not a show that I'm like, oh, that was my show. I don't know. Okay, okay. Um, for for the defensive players, I always loved these answers. Who? You know, one player or a couple of players. Who were some of your early favorite football players that you you really like? I like that. That you know, I'm going to go try and play that position. I like what they're doing. You know, they kind of got you hooked on the game. Uh, growing up, I've always been a Ravens fan for some odd reason. So, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, some of the best defensive players ever. Like those are always been my favorite guys. And Ed Reed wore number twenty. So sophomore year, when I moved to safety, I was like, mm, I have to do that. And, and you have worn it ever since, and that's when you came on a varsity, and then the big season came afterwards. So uh, has there been a, a Dirty Bird type of dance moment on the field at all? Will, will we see any of those this season? Uh, maybe, but I'm pretty sure my coach would kill me if I did. <laughs> like 
Well, then, then how about the off the field? Is there any uh, you giving the Ray Lewis-esque uh, nothing but God can stop us type speeches? Uh, no, not really. That, I don't really. That's not your role in the locker room? Who who is the pregame pump up speech guy in the in the team uh, for you guys? Uh, that'd be me, like on the field, or, like pregame in the locker room when like we're about to walk down. I'll be the guy to do that. I did that last year too, but uh, I don't know. Weight room. I feel like everyone like either you want to win it or you don't, and everyone needs to motivate themselves and each other. I feel like I shouldn't be the one guy yelling at people. I can dig that. I can dig that. Let's talk about that motivation and, you know, the time in the weight room, the time on the field, like you mentioned from your sophomore year to now, things have been changing a little bit or a lot of it for the better for, for yourself and the program. And, and it feels like things are, are still headed in that direction. What's the vibe been like this off season for the program? Oh, it's a fun vibe now. Like going into junior year where we were so lucky to get Coach Cole as our new head coach. Everyone was, like, skeptical because we just went one and nine. We didn't know, like, programs. People are talking, like, oh, it's even worth it to play. And then we have Coach Cole come in, have our first winning season ever in program history. And you show up to our winter workouts, our spring workouts this year going into the season, and everyone's there to win. Everyone's there to compete now. They, it feels like there's a purpose now. What has you guys buying into Coach Cole so much? Uh, he was the first coach at Del Norte, like when the school opened up, and he always had successful 500 teams. They won a league championship under him, and then him coming, he brought in the best staff we could get, and he just made it possible for us. So this off season, you guys have been playing seven-on-seven seven a lot, and everybody in, in general, it, it is really, as a football thing, blown up in the last five years to become a like a – almost a second season, if you will. I like talking to defensive guys. I keep saying that, but I, I, I we don't get enough chance to talk to guys who don't really take a ton away from seven-on-seven. Seven. So many of the the quarterbacks and receivers are out here telling me, oh, that's where I got my first looks from colleges. It's so important. It's our whole offensive timing scheme. As a defensive primary player, what do you take away from seven-on-seven seven in terms of, of yourself personally and what it means for the team? Uh, honestly, seven on seven and a team aspect, I think is great for an offense, but for a defensive player, you're going up against so many of these formations and routes and combinations that you've never actually seen a game. Like I just try to use it on reading quarterbacks and like their drops and stuff, stuff that's actually real. Well, and and that's kind of the answer that I, I I like to get at is it seems like an unbalanced equation. It seems like it's something that's great for the offense, but then the offense ends up being a little too happy and a little too complacent with it because I'm sure that yourself as a free safety have to constantly remind wide receivers, yeah, I would hit you in reality there. Um, So you you talk a little bit about earlier about, you know, playing with some anger and some aggression. Describe your style as a free safety um, for the people out there that haven't seen you play before. Uh, like my position is like kind of a rover type adjuster, so it's more of a strong safety and it's a uh, different coverages. I'll be in or out of the box, and this year primarily I'll be more in the box just to be like the run stopper for the team. You guys, 
uh, last year you rocked uh, a pretty wide variety of jerseys, including an American flag look. And I think that that's one of the more yeah. unique outfits of any sport in San Diego. What's your favorite color scheme uniform that you guys rocked during a season? Uh, honestly, I love the all whites because all whites always look clean no matter what team. So that's the all whites with the gold helmets? Yeah, and then you get some gold cleats and it looks nice. Are you a, uh, got the sweatbands, got the armbands, anything else, or just keep it clean? Uh, nothing, nothing else. Uh, I would wear all of that, but my coach doesn't really let us. Okay, okay, I can feel you. Any crazy new uniforms coming this year for you guys, or are you sticking to what we saw last season? Um, I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest. I, I hope we're getting some. We've talked a lot, me and my coach have, because we got a lot of funding, and we're successful last year, so we're hoping to see some new stuff, but nothing's come in yet. Fair enough. We'll have to wait to, to see what you guys did. You, you'll keep... That, that's where you answer the people. You got to come check us out. You got to come to the game yeah. to find out. Uh, we'll run down the schedule for everyone this season. You guys are taking on Fallbrook, Sarah, La Jolla, Rancho Bernardo, Westview, Vista, Poway, Mount Carmel, Mount Miguel. Uh, the home games you have this season are Fallbrook, Rancho Bernardo, Vista, and Poway. If you had to have the people come out and check out one game this season, you know, if they've never been out to a Del Norte game, what game would you want them to come check out? Uh, definitely our home opener first Friday of the school year. That's the 23rd of August versus Fallbrook. It seemed like last year we were getting a lot of posts coming from your student section, really showing a, a, an almost reborn student section kind of following how the football team is going. What's it like on a Friday night for you guys? Oh God, it's, Compared to my sophomore year, we'd be down three touchdowns, and you look over, and our student section is empty at halftime. It's awful. You hate to see it. And, and now, then last year, we come out, win our first game pretty big, uh, lose our second game to Scripps, and come out. It's our first home game against Sarah, and that's the most tickets we have ever sold at Del Norte football game. So you guys are just, you are literally checking off history every other week, it sounds like, uh, the last year and a half. Yeah. That's got to be a pretty awesome feeling for yourself and the senior class. But what are the goals now? Well, what's left to do? I, I mean, we were talking before this interview, you're going to, you, this is your chance to plug the, we want to win CIF and all that. But, you know, just for you personally as a senior, part of this team's leadership, what are you saying to yourself that, you know, this is my goal for this season. Here are a couple of things I want to achieve. Uh, play every game like it's winnable no matter the opponent. I can dig that. I can dig that. Uh, and I'm assuming average uh, 10 tackles again uh, a game this season uh, will be a lot of the big stuff that you're looking forward to. Uh, you're gonna be, I'm assuming you're going to be wearing number 20 again this season. Yes, sir. All righty. Very nice. Where can people find you and follow you on social media? Uh, just my name, Jake Hadziki. And let's, uh, let's get a, a spelling for the, uh, pe- the, the couple of people that don't know how to spell Hadziki or don't have a roster directly in front of them. Um, it's going to be H-A-D-Z-I-C-K-I. Folks, he's wearing number 20. He's going to be one of the most dynamic defensive players in the county this season. His name is Jake Hedzicki. He's going to be making some more history for the Del Norte Nighthawks on his way out this season. Get in early on the hype because uh, 
bandwagon might get a little bit full this season and as he heads on to the next level next year. Jake, thank you very much for joining us. You have a wonderful rest of your summer. We'll check in with you when camp gets started. And uh, go Nighthawks. Sure.